game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. Um, well, we hate to inform you, loyal listeners, that this is the last um, episode of our podcast in the format that we know it. Uh, we used to be a pro wrestling podcast, but we uh, have now said fuck that. We are a hardcore news uh, podcast now, talking about all the exciting news that goes on in the world, starting with a British contractor presumed dead in a terror attack. Don, your thoughts? Welcome. And that's been the nightly, weekly, monthly news with Don and Matt. (laughs) April Fools, y'all. April Fools. Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast. I'm Don. I'm Matt. I would never want to be a news fucking anchor. I don't. God, no. I mean, first off, I'm bad at it. Second, I I don't know. I, I, I couldn't be serious for like a second. Um, I can't imagine doing anything. I can't imagine being Tucker Carlson. Okay, first off, nobody wants to be Tucker Carlson. Not even Tucker Carlson. Like, let's be real here. I don't think he even wants to be himself. Secondly, did you know that apparently he's like... Um, he's the heir it? to the Swanson. Yeah, the heir to the... I didn't want to say heir because I didn't see, know if it was right, but he's the heir to the Swanson dinner fucking yeah. fortune or whatever. Like, I would have never have thought that. So... I mean, he's just been privileged from the fucking beginning, which explains why he's such an idiot, and he has horrible, horrible takes. And I see you drinking that water, and you're gonna have to pee in like ten minutes. Probably. Oh my god! I love me some water. I can't help it. How's your? How have you been doing? It's been uh, approximately three weeks since we last did our last podcast. What's been going on with you? Let's do a little small talk just to remind these folks who we are. Small talk. Uh, work, work, work. Stress, stress, stress. Uh, fucked up my arm somehow. Yeah. So this motherfucker sends me a picture of his arm swollen and bruised as shit, and he's like, "I think I might like something might serious happen." Like he thought it was a blood clot of some sort, and he texts me at like two in the morning. He's like, or two in the morning his time. He's like, "It's not a blood clot. I just hit myself really hard." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" How how does somebody hit you don't even you don't even move stuff around anymore like that anymore? What the hell? I have no idea. I have I have no idea. It sucked too because like I was like I got home at like three o'clock in the morning. At this point, I've been up like 22 hours. Mm-hmm. So I was just like I was just like not having it. My first thought is is Gina okay? Because who knows, like if you accidentally like knocked her in your sleep like or i don't know if you guys are like doing some weird um like kinky sex stuff and like you hit your arm sir me and my fiance are children of god uh you're about as much as children of god as little nas x is come on let's be fucking (laughs) don't fucking lie to me like that um (laughs) oh my goodness um yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of the same stress, work, school. Um, fucking, I've just been doing all kinds of shit. 
um what's life getting what's life like out there right now as people are getting vaccinated like what's like what have you noticed from being in chicago people are so stupid do you see more people out or is it about the same or oh no there's definitely more people out um there's been more people out for like the last couple of weeks but there's also there's also a high amount of people who are like it's who are still like it's just so cold mm-hmm. and uh unfortunately i have the joy of working in retail mm-hmm. and you know we get a lot of those people who come in you know not wanting to wear their mask or get too close to you uh-huh. and you constantly like I, you have to remind them like six feet motherfucker yeah Oh, no, yeah. Um, at my work, we have taken to uh, starting getting really aggro. Well, we've been aggro, but like just more aggro with people who want to get super close to us because people don't know yeah. personal space. Um, and like it's it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know if it's just like some parts of like the county, the part of LA County where I live. But I noticed that like there are more people, but there's not like a whole bunch more people. Not compared to Orange County. Um, mm-hmm. My family and I went to the beach on Sunday and. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to go look for somewhere to grab food for us and the kids and we went to right across from the pier of Huntington Beach um, and it was packed it was fucking packed and obviously Orange County if you don't know if you don't live in in California that's basically Trump County Um, like a lot of people not wearing masks a bunch of indoor dining and stuff like that like you know these restaurants and stuff are trying to do what they can but it's just fucking ridiculous still like it's it's pretty bad like i don't know there's obviously people are saying the numbers are going down which is good i guess but i'm like i don't completely trust everybody yet you know yeah like if i can can carry a spray bottle with lysol in it just to keep people away from me i would no one thousand percent um it is what it is though people are going to be people and, and before we we continue um how's your dad uh we talked about the gofundme for your dad um and i believe that's oh, still no, a thing correct yeah it's still a thing um you can go there we have a link to it we have a link to it um in our podcast description uh he needs a lung transplant so they're trying to raise fifty thousand dollars for his lung transplant to pay for his lung transplant um yeah he's not he's not doing so hot our our thoughts are with your dad obviously i love your dad uh, very much uh so yeah we'll keep the uh the gofundme in our in our description and we'll post it again on our twitter on our facebook uh when we post this up as well mm-hmm. okay but enough about our lives uh, let's talk about what the fuck is going on in wrestling it's been the last time we talked was right before fast lane so a lot a lot has happened um, what do you want to start on first? Um, so we start with Kentucky Fried Fiend. Oh my goodness. Okay, so if you haven't kept up or if you just don't want to watch WWE, we don't mind because we <laughs> don't want to watch fucking uh, WWE either. But at Fastlane, The Fiend made his return. His made, made his return uh, to WWE after being gone since being burned alive by Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, and you know, between then and Fastlane, uh, Alexa Bliss kind of gained the Fiend's power somehow. 
started playing these mind games with Randy for a while. Yeah. Um, and then fucking Fastlane comes. It's the Fiend versus, I mean, sorry, it's Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. And then the Fiend comes back and he comes back in his gimmick, but it just looks burnt. He looks like Freddy Krueger almost. He looks, he looks like Chucky at the end of Child's Play 3. That's a fair, that's a fair assessment. Um, what what do you feel about all this? What do you feel about the fiend? Not, well, not only the fiend and Randy Orton as like a program, but the fiend's character right now in general. Yeah, I'm fucking over it. When fiend was first introduced, it was cool. You had this kind of duality of Bray Wyatt between, you know, the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it made it feel like he was mentally unhinged. Uh, can we pause real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah, gave me. I apologize for that little pause. Uh, so you were talking about how you weren't digging on the Fiend anymore. No, it's it. So when the Fiend first came out, it was cool. It was. It was cool. Like he was, you know, duality of someone who's lost their shit. Uh, now it's just, you know, supernatural, spooky nonsense like Bray Wyatt was once before. Uh, um, it's not spooky. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I've seen a lot of different people have different opinions on this because we've, I mean, we have, we've had at least more than two, maybe four four main um, supernatural characters before The Fiend. Uh, the most prominent ones being Kane and The Undertaker. Um, aside from that, we've had Papa Shango, Mordecai, um, who else? Um, uh, Bray Wyatt. Okay, but that still doesn't really count. Bray Wyatt wasn't necessarily supernatural. He was just creepy. It wasn't until The Fiend that he was supernatural. Uh, uh... I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was more Kate Fear than he, he is now, than he is like this fucking, you know, Friday night movie creepy. Okay, so maybe like just those four, but still, like, okay, but even then, like, you know, The Undertaker, like, you know, his supernatural powers went from like lightning sometimes, uh, fucking rising from a fucking screen after being buried in the coffin, uh, kind of. Uh, reincarnating himself from biker taker to the mortician taker again it hasn't really necessarily been too many like big things where you have to like deal with like the reality and the entertainment parts of wrestling um but like something like the fiend it just became bigger it became more intricate and especially with the pandemic where they were working basically almost on a close set like mm-hmm. they they kind of really went out there and so, as cool as it looks sometimes, it's also a detriment to the success of The Fiend because, like, you know, we saw him be burned alive. And now he yeah. came back. And he came back, and now he's just all burnt and stuff like that. And just the whole, like, you know, making Randy Orton uh, throw up this black gunk, uh, the stuff on the Titantron where he's talking to himself or whatever. Like, it's, it's all kind of weird. It doesn't – there's no payoff. Yeah. 
like and, and there's no explanation so like how like you know like there have been multiple people that have gotten to, gotten into the firefly funhouse so does the firefly funhouse like exist like in the arena or is that like some other dimension and how do people get to those other dimensions like how did the firefly funhouse match work and even if they come back with john cena like how does he come back from that like there's a bunch of questions that aren't asked and it just messes with the storytelling. You don't make it any more interesting by not including those storytelling aspects. It's like watching uh, The Dark Knight Rises and you're still wondering how the fuck did Batman get back to Gotham after coming out of that hole in the desert? Like, I'm more interested on in how he did that than anything else. He's rich. Oh, well, I guess not. No, he wasn't rich at that time. He, he wasn't yeah. rich at the time. He didn't have Alfred. Like he had nothing. How the fuck did he get back? He's resourceful. He was in the fucking desert, and he's Bruce Wayne. You would think like they would keep him, like somebody would ca- like keep him captive, and keep him for ransom. Like we have Bruce Wayne, give us a hundred million dollars, or we'll kill him. You know, he's the world's greatest detective. He wasn't even a detective. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's so many answers. But either way, like even with the fiend, like. I don't know. It there, there's so much more questions than there are answers, even with all this cool shit, and it just it kills it for me. Yeah, it kills it for me too. But it's uh, I'm not I'm not into the storyline anymore. I'm kind of done with it. It's WWE is really really good at taking something really really cool and unique mm-hmm. and just beating it like a dead horse. And, and, you know, to, to segue a little bit, let's even talk about the two main championship matches. Uh, the, the Universal with Roman Reigns and Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that got turned into a triple threat the other week mm-hmm. by inserting Daniel Bryan. But not only that, they've now made Edge essentially a heel. Heel, yeah. I'm not um, for it either. I don't understand why. Like, I don't understand why they always have to do this and make things a triple threat when it doesn't need to be a triple threat. No, it does not need to be a triple threat. Brian doesn't need to be in the title picture for it. You just have to tell... All you have to do is tell the story of the Spears. And, like, I can understand. It makes logical sense because they want to try to keep Edge um, safe. Mm-hmm. Making the triple threat usually you don't involve all three men. Usually there's one person that lies to the side for like five six minutes, mm-hmm. comes in out of nowhere, and that's fine. Maybe they don't want to put too much wear and tear on his body and make it obvious how like you know. Um, my it- more I mean, my more concern is, um, my more main concern is. Who's going to pin Daniel Bryan? Because I don't think Daniel Bryan's going to win the match. And I think the only reason why he's in this match is just to make, just so that way, you know, if Roman loses, you don't you know, make Roman it's look Edge. Bad. Yeah, you don't make Roman look bad. If Edge, if Edge loses, you don't make Edge look bad. Yeah, that's true. There's always that one sacrificial lamb in the triple threat. Um, but like, why would you want to make either of these men look bad? All three of these men, like, why would you want to make all three of these men putting him in this position? And also, why don't you just do the one-on-one that everybody wants? Like, you've already built the story of let's see Edge versus Reigns, or let, or even hell, let's see Edge versus Daniel Bryan. 
because that is something that we would have wanted to see. We would have wanted to have seen back in like 2007, 2008. But no, it's, I don't know. It's, it's completely unnecessary. It's unnecessary and it's just kind of uncreative. Like if you're going to give us like a 12 minute edge match, like that's fine. Like not every mm -hmm. WrestleMania match or like, you know, has to be like Wrestle Kingdom or it'll be like New Japan or it doesn't have to be fucking like, you know, a fucking 40 minute barn burner. Like it's fine if it's 20 minutes, as long as you make good use of those 20 minutes and 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's on the SmackDown <laughs> side, the Raw side, we have McIntyre and we have Lashley. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did you, like, I don't, I don't understand why they had okay just again i think and i think we talked about this a little bit last time so i'm not gonna get too into it the whole money in the bank shit with the miz was absolute garbage because you give it to otis making us think that maybe otis was gonna cash in but then you give it to miz and then miz for some reason cashes in on drew mcintyre and you make it worse by like only letting him have the championship for like a day yeah um and you have him fall to lashley which i mean I don't know. As 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 somebody who who would be considered a wily champion, you would think Miz would hold on to it for a little bit longer. Um, I don't know. And then, so we have Lashley versus McIntyre for WrestleMania, but then all of a sudden this past Monday you throw in Baron Corbin of all fucking people, which is so weird and unnecessary. Like, and, and obviously, like. You know, and apparently Baron Corbin, a lot of people really like in the back, at least a lot in WWE, a lot of higher ups and a lot of wrestlers really like Baron Corbin because he's absolutely good at what he does. We detest him. We hate him, but we hate him for the wrong reasons. Uh, I mean, for the right reasons for us, wrong reasons for them, um, mm -hmm. because he's basically you know, like Xbox hating him. You know, yeah. like we don't want to see him. Like, yeah, he's a heel, but, like, he's one of the heels that, like, we just don't give a shit about because he doesn't make anything. It's, it's go away heat. It's not, it, it's not, you. it's not like I can't stand you heat. It's please just go away heat. Yeah. Um, but they think that it equates to an interesting storyline or an interesting fold. And so, like, okay, so is Baron Corbin just going to be, like, the challenger this week? Like, is he going to interfere at WrestleMania? Like, what the fuck is... What's even the point? Here's what I don't, I don't get: is they they essentially ended the hurt business two weeks before the big payoff for WrestleMania. Yeah, like if you're going to have the hurt business break up, you should have had it done the day after WrestleMania. If Lashley won the title or Lashley lost the title, and not only that, like if you have Cedric Alexander, if you have Sultan Benjamin still around. Like for those two weeks at the actual show, like it makes it even that more impressive that Drew McIntyre wins, or it makes it that much more heelish that less uh, Lashley that Lashley wins. Or they're gonna they're gonna have the Hurt business reunite at Mania. Maybe. You know, this is all just a ruse so that way McIntyre gets comfortable and thinks that you know he it's gonna be easier to beat Lashley, but I mean. We we've heard it for a while. Lash they want the the big win for Lashley in front of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't really see it going that way. Uh, I mean, either way, Lash um, McIntyre's gonna get it. 
Um, you want to run down the card real quick for both nights? Yeah, let's do that. So for got, or should we do also? Should we also? Well, we'll talk about this and then we'll talk about stand and deliver as well. Okay, so let's talk. So let's go over the let's go over the matches for WrestleMania real quick. So for night one, and this is in no particular order, we have uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Uh, we have Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match for some reason. What's up with Braun Strowman being in gimmick matches at WrestleMania? Big beefy boys and big beefy matches. Well, not even that's, a big beefy match. Like, uh, was it WrestleMania 35? He, he won tag yeah. team championships with a kid? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And now he's fighting Shane McMahon in a steel cage match because Lord knows Shane McMahon needs to be on another WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, we have New Day, uh, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods, uh, who are the champions defending against AJ Styles and Omos. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about AJ Styles and Omos? Uh, I, I wasn't into it from the beginning. I'm still not into it. Uh, we have Bad Bunny with Damian Priest. That's right, international recording mm-hmm. artist Bad Bunny. Going up against the Miz with Morrison, and uh, who's injured? Was it uh, Priest or Morrison? So Morrison and Priest both have uh, minor injuries that they're working through. Um, so that's originally this was supposed to be a tag match. How do you feel about this? I'm okay with it. Um, Bad Bunny is a huge wrestling fan, and it's not like. He's definitely shown that you know he wants to do more with the product, mm-hmm. so I'm okay with it. But also, like, and going back to the Miz, like, he was WWE champion, and now he's working with Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. all within the span of two months. Yeah, like I don't, I don't completely understand that. I mean, I guess if you're gonna work, if a, if a, if somebody that's not in wrestling is gonna work with a wrestler, I guess the Miz is the best one to work with. Because he wasn't necessarily a wrestler to start with himself. Um, we have Lashley. The build-up build though has been horrible. It was. It's been good at times. Uh, I, I kind of like Bad Bunny's run with the twenty-four-seven title, but the build-up hasn't necessarily yeah. been the, great, the greatest. You're right. Uh, we have Lashley, who is still uh, written down to be with MVP uh, versus McIntyre for the WWE Championship. And then on night one, we have Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's, my, that's my match for the night right there. That's going to be the match of the night, but the buildup hasn't necessarily been great either. Yeah, yeah, no, it, the buildup's been horrible. Like, this WrestleMania season, the buildup for all of these matches have been horrible. Yeah. Um, night two, on April 11th, we have Riddle versus Sheamus for the United States Championship. Yep. We have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the singles championship, which again probably it's not, be a better build. It's yeah, it's a singles match. There's no title on the line. There's no real buildup. I mean, they're they've you have two people who have been friends for years, and you could have done so much with this. Mm-hmm. This and so the only match like the next uh, Big E versus Apollo Cruz is probably the only match that has the the biggest buildup. From our the best buildup in terms of in terms of uh, WrestleMania hype. Mm. Uh, we have Big E versus Apollo Cruz for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, uh, another one with weird buildup. 
It, it's a little bit of a weird buildup, but it's the only match that has the best buildup on the entire WrestleMania card for both nights. We have The Fiend versus Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Sorry, the fiend with Alexa Bliss versus sorry. Randy Orton. Yeah, sorry, the fiend with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Oh, I I pay to see the fiend versus Alexa Bliss right now. Uh, <laughs> and this is not a gimmick match. Uh, none of the matches that are on night two seem to be uh, seem to have, don't have like a gimmick or a stipulation of some sort. I would uh, not be surprised if this is this changes into like a Firefly Funhouse match or something with a gimmick to it. Uh, possibly. I mean, we but we are getting kind of close to where they would have to record it sooner rather than later. We are a little more than a week, just a little more than a week away from WrestleMania, so I'd be surprised if they did it on the fly. Uh, we have Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, another one with weird buildup. Uh, this is this is also supposed to be a uh, Charlotte Flair. Um, match, but unfortunately she was taken out for a minor injury, minor injury and a possible pregnancy that was deemed to be false. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the Andrade stuff more later when more stuff comes out, but I, the whole Charlotte thing has been weird. It has been super weird. And then for um, the... No, go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say the main event. The main event we have, uh, like we talked about earlier, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Um, you know, looking if if you're an avid WWE fan or if you mm-hmm. you're watching just for, you know, for our reasons to review this shit, I have no interest in a majority of these matches. No, I don't. I have an interest <laughs> in the Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. And the Reigns, Edge, Brian, Triple Threat. But like, even like watching it, I don't care about any of this, especially the Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, because they they did that whole like, oh, they're tag team partners, but then you know they're they're not functioning well, and so that's going to lead more to more heat with each other going into the match, which is dumb. Like, why can't they just try to one up each other just normally? Why can't I mean, Sasha if, Banks just try to show that she's the best champion? If you look at like last year's WrestleMania, I'm gonna read you the card real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick for last year's WrestleMania, and tell me what kind of sticks out to you. So last year WrestleMania, you had Cesaro versus Drew Gulak in a singles match. Uh, you had Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, you know, versus the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Mm-hmm. You had. Elias versus Corbin, uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw t- title. Mm. Uh, you had an Intercontinental Championship match between Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had John Morrison. You had John Morrison. Uh, it was a it, the ladder was match. A triple th- yeah, the triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown titles. But there's only one participant for each thing because COVID at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins in a no DQ match. You had Braun Strowman versus Goldberg for the Universal title. The Boner Yard match between Undertaker and J- AJ Styles. Uh, Liv Morgan. So night two, you had Liv Morgan versus Natalia in a singles match. Charlotte Fair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's title. 
Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley in a singles match. Otis versus Ziggler. Uh, you had Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match that was like over, almost 40 minutes long. Yeah. You had the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory for the Raw titles. Tag teams. Yeah. You had a fatal five-way elimination for the SmackDown women's title. Yeah. You had the Firefly Funhouse match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena. And then you had a singles match for the you had the singles match of Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar for for uh, the WWE Championship. Yeah. And additionally, you have Drew McIntyre versus Big Show for the WWE Championship, which was aired the next night. Yeah, officially though, it's in the books though, so that means that was the real main event. That's weird because they aired it the next night, and that's not how they closed the show. Yeah. Um. Well, obviously, okay. So obviously, the 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 gimmick matches, the boneyard match, the Firefly Funhouse match, those were actually ended up being really good matches last year. Uh, I mean, just the things that sound interesting. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, which turned out to be, uh, you know, the dud that was Rhea Ripley's introduction to the main roster. Um. Fuck what else? That that triple threat ladder match ended up being really good. Yeah. Um and Lynch versus Baszler, which ended up being a dud as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, to be fair, like you know, all of WrestleMania kind of has to uh kind of has to have an asterisk with it because this was at the the heart of COVID, at the very, mm-hmm. very beginning of COVID. So, you know, everything was kind of on the fly. We had about Two to three, three, two to three weeks build of programming from the performance center, where everything was kind of weird and awkward. Um, so the storytelling wasn't necessarily the same as it would have been if, you know, you had the audience, but it was still just as bad. Okay, but here's my issue. So the card themselves. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, the card. You... The card sounds more interesting from last year than it does this year. Yeah. If significantly. If if you're not a person that follows this and you look at this card, uh, you know, you might see, and you know, at least like, you know, a handful of these names, only two of these are going to look like good matches, which is the Banks and Belair and mm-hmm. the, the triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't look that great. And I'm going to be honest, like I'm not really going to be sitting down and paying attention to WrestleMania this year. Like I made plans for night two. <laughs> Like, I'm gonna be on the road watching it, but I'm gonna like, be, yeah, I'm gonna be on the road watching it too because we're driving down to Texas that weekend. So, bro, I'm going to Knott's Berry Farm on the eleventh. <laughs> like I was just like I because I remember I just, I told my girlfriend too I specifically asked that we caught weekend off for WrestleMania, but once I saw how the card was building and I was just like I don't give a shit. Yeah, like that's what, like it's shitty for me to say on our fucking wrestling podcast. But our wrestling podcast isn't all WWE. WWE just happens to be the juggernaut of wrestling yeah. um, until AEW gets better. And not to say that's not yeah. good, but just gets a little bit more better. Um, yeah. But it just does not look good. It does not look good at this all. Looks, this looks like a WrestleMania that would have been from between like 2011 to 2014. 
when they have like Ezekiel Jackson and shit like that. Yeah. And to be fair, all these are good names. These are all good names. These are all aside from almost and that's about it. Everybody else here is a name, but the stories aren't interesting. No, they're not. And like even if you go two years back, like the card build up then was ridiculously good too. Mm-hmm. The card build up, it's just it's just the lack of storytelling, the lack of building stuff up. Uh, you know, if you had a long term goal, if you had a lo- something long term, I think it would have been better. Like the Banks and Belair could have been built up for a lot longer if you had introduced Belair, like or if you had them cross paths at some point between last year's WrestleMania and now, like just have like a, a subtle thing going on for the past year. Uh, the whole Lashley McIntyre thing could have been built up a lot better. Um, again, no, you know I don't, it's even, even I don't more interesting. So what's even more interesting now is uh, the so WWE didn't sign the leasing agreement for Raymond James Stadium until eight or sorry until March sixteenth. Mm. So like everything you know still feels like it's it was all up near until the sixteenth. Yeah. Uh, the the way they they've been running everything like maybe it's something that we don't know maybe it's just because like they don't know exactly where they're going or where they're going to be doing stuff that kind of like yeah. hinders their ability to plan stuff in advance but i mean this is the same thing that we've heard from years everything is rewritten uh an hour before the show 10 minutes before the show during the show so they're not giving them themselves the opportunity to just stick with something and let it run and see what happens yes. So this is the kind of shit that you do when you have years. This is the kind of shit. This is the result of shit you get when you have essentially like no decent uh, leadership, no consistency in leadership, no consistency in storytelling. You get this. You get this pile of shit that you're expecting us to pay $4.99 for on an app that is really shitty apparently from what I've been hearing and is censoring uh, your old shit. So that way we can never see it again. Yeah. Which is and then, oh, that's. I guess that brings us to our next. Yeah. Uh, like. Peacock. Um, the WWE has fully moved on to people well, for the U.S. If you're outside of the U.S., you have the uh, the pleasure of still having the WWE app. But in the U.S., uh, WWE has moved to Peacock, and uh, NBC, the people who who are running the app are starting to censor bits and pieces of uh, things they find super offensive uh, from WWE content. So they're just basically scrubbing it. Yeah. Uh, and can you can you imagine when they get to the Val Venus era of things? I mean, they're, they've already gotten to the Attitude Era. If, you've heard, if, if you haven't heard yet, they've already cut um, a mention of the DX mocking the, NW, uh, the uh, Nation of Domination and Blackface. Uh, from a recap at SummerSlam so who knows if they're going to cut the whole entire segment now from that Raw Uh, but they've already cut the match between Roddy Piper and Bad News was it Bad News Brown or who was it? Um, I don't remember but it was the where Roddy Piper was wearing half blackface yeah Um, and who knows what else oh and they've already cut uh, Vince McMahon saying the n-word yeah uh, which I'm surprised that hasn't been cut from things already. 
they, because they had well because they had the 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 viewer discretion thing like yeah. maybe it should have been censored i would agree <laughs> but you know i i perfectly would have been okay with a censor or not a censor a censor or a warning like they used to do before especially before like anything chris benoit uh, you know had to had to do with uh it's just like you know this is from a different time and you know the standards and practices that are held now aren't reflective of what they we used to do and stuff like that that would have been fine but when you're scrubbing history it, it's not good it's not a good look it takes mm -hmm. away from the full it takes away from the full experience of the show that we're trying to watch like the good and the bad it really yeah i'm trying to see like what other programming on peacock is i've heard the office i've heard they've scrubbed some a couple things from the office um, I think they should uh, scrub the entire season of Friends. I'm sorry, not the season, the series. Hmm. I thought Friends was on HBO Max. Somebody should scrub it. Anybody. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Uh, there's actually, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, I guess, that, that uh, Peacock is censoring. It's just in general. Um, did you watch Fastlane on Peacock? Um, I tried to. It <laughs> didn't that work. How, how was your experience with Peacock? We know you have it's, a lot of experiences with Cock, but let's see you talk about your experience with Peacock. You know, it's crazy as you have a lot of experience with, with a Peacock. I am the Peacock. Anyway. That you are. Um, I'm not a fan of it, to be perfectly honest. What did you not like? If I'm looking at apples to apples versus the WWE Network, mm -hmm. the search option was much easier on the WWE Network. I would as I was hoping that they would integrate all of that like search functionalities into Peacock, mm -hmm. but they didn't. The way things are listed is just obscene and sucks. Everything is everything is listed as a season for each like yeah. pay-per-view, correct? Yeah. And not everything is up there, so. No, not everything is up there. Not everything is imported. And if you're a fan, if you like going back to watching, like, the old school wrestling stuff, like the Jim Crockett stuff that mm -hmm. WWE has, uh, you know, has, that owns, uh, you're shit out of luck for quite a while, probably until about November, October. They said uh, everything should be up by August. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna have everything, everything up. WWE didn't so have WWE didn't even have everything, everything up. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a lot longer of a wait because it's not a priority for for uh, NBC or for Comcast. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is that you know WWE isn't a priority to them because that's just the one product that they or the one brand that they have out of the millions of other shit that they have as well. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's what I don't like about this whole like everybody has to have a fucking streaming app, like because now it's just like before it was just um, it was convenient, but now obviously it's a competition between everybody. Like HBO Max when that rolled out yes last year during the pandemic, like it was a shit show. Uh, like they didn't even have um, like a deal with Roku until like later in the year, like towards the end of the new, towards the end of the year. So that made things frustrating. Uh, and the same thing with uh, but, Peacock. Like, yeah. Peacock is fairly new still. 
see the nice thing though about HBO is like once they figured out like how to do things, they got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. But like for example, like with you know with Peacock, it sucks. I mean, Disney Plus has its faults too. Mm-hmm. Like Disney Plus has its faults too. Like I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars for Disney Plus Premiere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watch a movie once when I'm already well, paying for your services. Well, it's not, you don't watch it once. You basically own it. No, you, I, do you own it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You own it until you, uh, until you like delete your subscription. Okay. Um, I think I, then, I, know, I know one of yeah. them is like you, you can only watch it once. I don't remember which one, but Disney basically, once you pay that $30, like you can watch it anytime, it becomes on demand to you. But then at that point, like I have Voodoo. Yeah. And it's like the subscription service, like it's oversaturated the market. It's oversaturated. And again, the competition of it all because they're they're releasing a substandard product. Or at least like Disney Plus was, you know, was in the works for a while. And when it came out, yeah, yeah. it wasn't the best, but at least they had, you know the content. They they had the content and they had like you know, the, the interface was user friendly, uh, as opposed yeah. to HBO Max. For HBO Max, I don't like their their, inter, their user their interface for users. I think it's really clumsy and clunky, and you can't really find a whole lot of stuff. It's really hard. And the sad thing is, they've had a while Especially to work on it because, yeah, they've had a while to work on it because they had the HBO app, they had the HBO Now app, like they had a long time to work on it, and it just didn't. And it's the same thing with NBC like, with the Peacock. Like you know, it, it was kind of announced. You know, abruptly, um, they, they you know they just worked on it, and that was it. They were just like, okay, this is good enough. You yeah. Know, and that's it, it, that's what deters me from like buying anything outright when it first comes out. Like the only reason why I bought HBO Max was because like they had a deal, and I was just like, okay, that makes sense, I, I guess. But like, I have no reason to buy any of these other app services or streaming services if their apps are going to be really uh, are going to be really unreliable. Yeah. And that's the same I mean, thing. I don't, I, I don't want to go for WWE for Peacock. It just it doesn't seem yeah. it doesn't seem reliable. And like these are major juggernaut companies. Like there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to have this shit down to a T. Like, yeah. I digress though. Let's talk Real about quick, other stuff. Stand and deliver. Real quick. Stand and deliver, and then we'll we'll yes. end the And deliver. Surprisingly, this is going to be all WWE news. Surprisingly, yeah, we're we're not a uh, we aren't uh, we aren't sucking the dick of uh, AEW today. And that's not to say that we won't we won't next time, but still. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, we we will. We're still drooling after the last time. Mm-hmm. So officially, also officially, NXT is also moving to Tuesday nights, which we should also mention after yeah, WrestleMania. We'll- after WrestleMania, so on April 17th. No, yeah, April 17th, right? Or is it the 13th? Yeah. Uh, April 13th. April 13th, oh, yeah. They sure are. Um, before we go to Stand and Deliver, did you hear about, or did you see what Dave Meltzer had said? No, what about, did he say? So apparently, um, Dave Meltzer, who was on Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, said that one of his sources, was saying and this is what i'm quoting 
So there was actually a team meeting before the show tonight uh, regarding Wednesday, this past Wednesday, about the move to Tuesday. So they started about they started out talking about how six years ago at WrestleMania 31, how the little NXT promotion sold out the show in San Jose, and look how far we've come. And they've always been on Wednesday nights, and then the competition came to their night and tried to bully them. But now that they have Raw's the lead in and they have the night to themselves, everything is going to change. <laughs> But then he, he walks it back a little. In the tweet, he says, and that's a nice description of the meeting Paul Lizvec had with talent. doesn't even call him Triple H. calls him Paul. With the description was lar- While the description was largely what was said, two people have said the bully line was never said. Ah. So, But either way, it kind of sounds like WWE is saying that AEW bullied NXT out of their Wednesday night slot. I can see that. I can. I, I, I can. I can what see. Let me rephrase that. I can see Triple H <laughs> saying that. Because remember when they referred to them? Yeah. yeah. Remember when they referred to when Triple H referred to them as a piss at company? Mm-hmm. So I can see him saying that. Piss at t-shirt company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can see. Yeah. Again, I could see WWE having that view of themselves. Yeah. But like they're they're kind of making themselves out like the the small little company who's who's being bullied by the big mean guys. But like, are you fucking kidding me? WWE <laughs> got bullied by a company that's not even two years old or has barely two yeah. years old. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god! Like you're you're a multi billion juggernaut getting bullied bullied by the new kids. Get out of here. Anyways, uh, let's get back to yeah. to stand and deliver. So, uh, kicking off things in standard deliver, you have a you have the women's NXT women's championship between Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, that's going to be good. I'm still mad about Gonzalez and Kai only having the titles for like an hour. Yeah. Uh, but who? But everybody is really high on Raquel Gonzalez. So let's see. Yeah. And I'm still high on Io Shirai myself. So. My prediction for this is uh, Raquel Gonzalez is going to win the championship. Io Shirai is going to be brought up to the main roster. Dakota Kai is going to break up with Gonzalez and challenge her for that title. I can see that. I'm going to, yeah, I, you're going to see them. Actually, no, 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 no. I take that back. I don't agree with you. I think Shirai is going <laughs> to is going to go over. She's going to keep her title, but you're, you still mm-hmm. are going to see the implosion of Gonzalez and Kai. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. You see the maybe, of them. maybe Dakota Kai is the is the next challenger for to Io Shirai. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Walter, like a motherfucker. Forward. Yeah, I am looking forward to this. Uh, this is going to be a nice beefy match. Who the fuck is going to ever take down Walter? I mean, who the fuck is ever going to be the equivalent of a Walter? There's nobody. There's nobody who's the equivalent to Walter. So, I mean, we're we're both in agreement here. Walter's gonna leave, but it's gonna be a nice, nice match between the two of them. He's gonna. He's already beaten um, Pete Dunne's reign as NXT yeah. uh, UK Championship, which is sad. But I mean, whatever. Uh, next up, we have a six-man gauntlet elimination chain, elimination eliminator match to determine the number one contender. Fuck, I wish there was an elimination American... match. Yeah. So, our contestants, we have Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, 
Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and LA Knight. Um, Who's going to take on Gargano for a night two? It's either going to be LA Knight or it's going to be Dexter Loomis, and I feel it's going to be Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be Dexter Loomis. LA Knight, too much of a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see heel versus heel. But so I can Loomis, see Loomis. Yeah, I see Loomis. Loomis. Yeah. Uh, we have a triple threat tag match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. MSK, with, which is Wesley and Nash Carter. Grizzled Young Vets, James Duke. James, sorry, James Drake and Zach Gibson. And Ligo del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. I am glad to see that two-thirds of the Rascals are doing well on the NXT scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Grizzled Young Vets have always been pretty good. Um, I haven't watched too much of NXT lately, so Legado del Fantasma, um, I mean, with the association of, uh, of what's his name? Uh, Santos Escobar, I would assume they're yeah. just as good, but I'm going MSK here. I'm going uh, uh, Leo the Fantasma. Okay. And then uh, the main event is going to, if I'm not mistaken, this should be the main event. It's going to be Pete Dunn versus Kashida. No, I think Shirai is probably going to be the main event. I think Shirai is going to be the main event. I think so. I think the women, is they're going to have to... I mean, they have a really strong women's division. I have no... And yeah. they know it. I have no reason to not believe that they're going to have... You know, they wouldn't have the, the women's match last. If you don't have your NXT title match at the last, at the end of it, it's going to be the NXT Women's Championship. So, um, here's my here's my logic. Um, this is night one, which is, takes place against... Competing against... Uh, competing against AEW, so they want to get those viewers in early. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like Ishirai and Raquel Gonzalez is going to open up the show. I think Walter and Champa are going to open up the show, or Dunn and Kushida. Yeah. Uh, because you're also going to want to lead in to, or you want to be the lead in to people buying Peacock, because <laughs> Night Two is going to be on Peacock. So you're going to want to end strong, which is why I think the women are going to go last. Yeah, I, I can definitely grant Peacock sending strong. But uh, Dunn and Kushida, I mean, I love Dunn. I sorry, I love Kushida very, very much as well. But I'm more Dunn, of a Dunn person. Yeah. yeah. I'm going from the heart on this one, Dunn. Uh, night two. Uh, so night one is going to be on USA. Uh, night mm-hmm. two is going to be on the Peacock app. Mm-hmm. And night two is where things get really juicy. Uh, Everything is have... juicy on Peacock. <laughs> You have Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Oh, it's going to be Moon and Blackheart. Yeah, it's going to be Moon and Blackheart. Um, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in a non-sanctioned match. How do you feel about this build-up? Between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly? I've yeah. been calling it for almost a year now. So you Kyle O'Reilly... Have- yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, he's getting so much bigger of a name out there uh-huh. that uh, I just, I, I only, like you only saw it coming. My only issue is, uh, my only issue is, uh, is, you know, where's Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong right now? Like, exactly. Yeah. Where's, where's Roddy and where's Fish? And they're probably at home for a good reason. Yeah, 
but still like you know you just have the complete implosion of of the undisputed era but we're focusing around o'reilly and cole yeah uh, which i mean good on them i think out of everyone i think o'reilly is the standout believe it or not yeah i think so too fish has the look but o'reilly has the personality more than anyone yeah yeah uh, and of the original three, I would, you know, this is a good way to go. Um, I'm just yeah. sad that the Undisputed Era never got a shot on the main roster. Aside from some, Aside from uh, Survivor Series. Me too. It would have been great. Uh, but who do you have? Uh, I got O'Reilly. I have Cole. Cole's going to be going up to the main roster, I feel. That's why I have O'Reilly, because you – want to put him over as the next thing in NXT. I suppose. That's true. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Triple H, obviously, like, you know, NXT people are used very differently in the, on the main roster. So mm-hmm. Triple H is going to go with the idea of, like, let's make Adam Cole look as strong as possible for one last time in NXT before we send him down south or down up north, wherever the fuck the fucking mm-hmm. CWC is compared to fucking Full Sail. I think so. I think that the way they do it is uh, you, know, you, have, you have them both look good in this match, but O'Reilly picks up the pin. Okay. And it's an unsanctioned match anyway. So Cole yeah. could say that he would never really lost, but I'm still going yeah. Cole. Yeah. Uh, next up, you have Gargano versus whoever wins the the Gauntlet uh, match. Yeah. Uh, so do you think Gargano or do you think, well, we have Loomis. Yeah, we have Loomis. Um, but even if it's not Gargano. Loomis. Yeah, Gargano. If it's Loomis, I say Loomis. If it's if it's anybody else, I say Gargano too. Yeah. But they're also making look Bronson Reed look pretty good too. They are. But that's it's a tough to, yeah, it's a tough call. All right. And then uh we have Jordan Devlin versus Santo Escobar to Determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. In a ladder match, no less. Yes. Um, I don't know how I feel about Devlin still. There was a lot of things that came out last year about Devlin. It's going to be Escobar. It's about more than likely going to be Escobar. Um, did they do this? That's why. Yeah, did they do this with, with Sami Zayn? Did I Sami Zayn so. ever Huh? Yeah, yeah. Sami Zayn had the triple threat match. For the Undisputed, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Santos Escobar. They have him on NXT. He's he's become a staple. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on to the... Uh... No. Yeah, okay, I'll go Santos. I was going to say if he goes to another yeah. championship, but he's going to be NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So let, let, let him roll out for a bit. This is why I also see Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild winning the tag belts because they're going to give him all the gold. They're gonna make them look pretty powerful. Yeah, they're gonna make them look like a like a powerful force since they've lost yeah. the undisputed era. Uh, Imperium kind of shows up here and there, but they don't really have a faction faction right now. Yeah, and that's the these and that's you know the Lego does Fantasma. And, and then, then uh, yeah, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. Um, I I don't know how I feel about this match to be honest. For the like, NXT for the NXT title. Cross never yeah. lost the belt. Uh, Fowler Balor has been a really strong champion. I you know, honestly this, don't know. 
Yeah. This is this is the, the the takeover before WrestleMania. WrestleMania and anything that happens within WrestleMania season is usually the payoff to mm-hmm. uh to to feuds, to rivalries. Um you know, I re- I really wouldn't want to see another Balor cross match after this for a while. Yeah. But I'm still uh, I'm still a big fan of the Prince. I'm going to go with yeah, I'm gonna go Balor as well, just because I have a good feeling that maybe Karrion Cross will get pulled up earlier than expected to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Like I could see them showing up on the Raw after WrestleMania. Ooh, that's a good one. I can also see Finn Balor going back after the Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, or showing yeah. up on SmackDown maybe. But I'm going Balor. Yeah, I'm going Balor as well. Oh Oof. my goodness, right. we've had a long day. Yep, that is a show. Um, where can they find you, Don? You can find me at E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O across all social media platforms. Uh, where can they find you? Or also TNDW Podcast at Twitter and Facebook. Where can they find you? TNDW Podcast on Twitter and Facebook as well. I am also pending two, uh, pending 257 on uh, the Twitter. Um, we will go. We will go over our predictions for WrestleMania. We only went over the card. We'll go over our predictions next week, um, as more things build. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as this stuff is, we're pretty good. Um, just like the build up to this whole fucking WrestleMania weekend, uh, would you call this a show? I'd say it's a fucking disaster.